0: So today is a very special edition of Going Off Track, and the reason it's special is because we all live in the New York, uh, New Jersey area, and we all got hit pretty hard by Sandy. So, Joan and Brad and I hopped in here to Rubber Track Studios to, uh, what was it? it, was a day we were supposed to have a
1: couple of guests and they all bailed. <laughs> there was a, yes, there was a show last night that went very late um, <laughs> involving some former guests on the show, Dave Haas, Brendan Kelly... Ryan Fallon, and it turned into just a drunken a mess. shit show. And no one showed up today, <laughs> understandably. Um, but we'll have those dudes on next time. But in the meantime, it kind of we had this spontaneous conversation and it turned into a really interesting podcast.
0: Yeah, and so we would like to air that for you right now. It's, um, well, going off track dudes talking about what happened with uh, Sandy. He's going off track! welcome to going off track you may have missed us recently that was because of sandy she broke up with danny zuko from greece and decided to destroy jersey and most of the eastern seaboard she was a hurricane i am not i'm stephen smith here with jonah bear yes i'm here sorry <laughs> i
1: wasn't sure if you were just introducing I've, me or i've been if playing I was around with to... that playing
0: around with the commas after the uh the intro's in my head. And, of course, our audio producer extraordinaire, Brad Worrell. Just, hey. Brad, you do everything.
2: Hey. You know, my mom's name is Sandy. so is she that, really? That was interesting. That wow. Was yeah. I'm as, oh, wait. Where's your mom live? And she's a little bit of a white witch. Well, she's, <laughs> she, what? <laughs> what? does that mean, white witch? She's you know She makes magic potions with herbs and things she, like she that. She travels in a bubble? hmm
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a good witch. Sorry. not white
2: witch. White witch. She lives on a mountain in the Adirondacks, literally. Wow. So, Wow. She's a gnome. She's an, actually a gnome. It, wow, tiny. Is she is kind of tiny. Behind
1: <laughs> yeah. wow, the Adirondacks. Good on My, night. my uh, Sandy connection is I played Sandy in my fifth grade play of Annie. Sandy the dog. Oh wow! <laughs> and, I, and Annie was like, I remember like my big scene was like Annie's like, come here, and then like I think like with Daddy Warbucks was like, come to me, and I have to like decide which one to run to, and I was in this dog costume. Were, were you as big a disaster as. Uh, the recent Sandy? <laughs> no, but, like, I'll be honest, man. Like, I really wanted to be Daddy Warbucks, like, really bad. And I got stuck as a fucking dog. Oh. And I feel like my life would be different if I had gotten Daddy Warbucks. Like, I would have, like, maybe been more confident. And, oh. like, it really bummed me out. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it was, you know, I nailed it. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, So that's wow. the important part. But, yeah. But anyways, yeah. I played Sandy, so. Wow.
0: My my drama teacher in high school, her name was Sandy. She had a big impact on my life, um, but no, never. I never played a dog anymore. Really? Yeah, I played the. I played Charlie and Flowers for Algernon. That was fun. <laughs> this is digressing to a point that, that we can't. This <laughs> has gone way up back track. from way. All right, so uh, we all live in New York and New Jersey. What happened to you guys during Sandy? Brad, uh, your story is fascinating because you sent us. Uh, pictures of of you pushing your children uh, in a stroller over the Brooklyn Bridge. I've told friends. My, Brad sends a picture of p- pushing his kids off the Brooklyn Bridge. They're like
2: what? I'm like no, no, no. Over it. No, wait. No, hold on. They're in a stroller. It was literally escape from New York. Yeah. Now my I suddenly found myself in a 15 floor walk up, which was you know a lot of work. We we stayed so we had four days of no power, no water, no phones. Um, we did have gas, so we cooked. We used candles. I mean, truthfully, like, it was really nothing. You know, I think it was weird because when we finally, yeah, I pushed, Wednesday I pushed the kids over the bridge to Brooklyn so we could shower and recharge our phones. I mean, that's amazing, The you know, the the need to recharge your phones. Yeah. Um. Especially, you know, our landlines were out. Uh, just geek note here, like, when our phones were on their last, like, leg before, I, uh, I recharged them off of the UPS for the computer. Mm-hmm. Two geeks out there. 12-volt battery in there. Yep. Um, so I was proud of myself. I'll that. suck all the power out of that computer real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just, you know, we kind of went back and forth. Luckily, we're right near the bridge. So we just, I mean, Brooklyn was completely, it was like nothing ever happened, really. But you know, Rubber Tracks, part. the
0: recording studio we're in. Who yeah, lived. we
2: were actually open on Wednesday.
0: So You were we, working, but we we you had no power on. at home. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it was pretty interesting going back and forth from like this neighborhood, which was completely normal. Like, not, not, there wasn't even very many trees down here. Going back to my neighborhood, which just devastated. You know, the trees were down. There's no power anywhere. But, I my mean, fr-
0: my friend who lives in the Upper West Side said the same thing. He said, You go outside in the Upper West Side, and it was literally like going outside on September 12th, 2001. <sighs> everything was open. Everything was hanging out. I mean, there was devastation happening everywhere, but but here. yeah yeah didn't hit you moved Joni. you moved the the it hit saturday. on it hit on monday you had just moved on saturday yeah <laughs> uh, well, you
1: you would have been in like the evacuation zone right pretty close i think i yeah i was in the east village moved the day before and then the apartment i moved out of didn't have power for a week or whatever right. um Our place just said the internet was down for like two hours, (laughs) like, and I feel like such a dick saying that, but like, how did you survive? Well, we were pretty close to like a flood zone because we're right near the water in Greenpoint, but and we went out. Me and my roommate Emily went out that night and walked around, and it was like you know cars halfway. Like Greenpoint did flood a lot, but it didn't really get up towards where we were. So I felt like kind of a dick during the whole hurricane because everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, wait, where can we order food? Like, what's, (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, man, that Chinese place isn't open. Yeah, I'm like, is it open? Can it? (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I mean, it was uh, a minor inconvenience, but I felt really bad. Like I had a lot of friends who's. Apartments got destroyed, especially in like Avenue C. Oh yeah, like, that's ridiculous. I that's... have a friend who lives there, and she's like, "I don't have anything." I really? yeah. really? one note. Yeah, one Really, she's just... on the first floor, and her she was like, "My courtyard and my whole apartment's like six feet of water." <gasps> I can show you the photos. It's a gnarly. That is horrific.
0: I have a friend who lives on City Island, and he is like the basement of his house
1: is just gone. Dude, the craziest story is, and I, I know my friend melissa's been oh, tweeting about you it see,
2: dude didn't yeah. you live there no
1: i lived between a and b and i remember
2: when i lived there this was the 90s but there was a, a flood that came up to between b and c and i was in a storefront at the time so i was really thinking
1: that i was gonna get flooded oh god yeah but it's yeah crazy it's low it's low over there yeah man. yeah i didn't realize how low it was um
0: Those pictures of the cars and things just get knocked around that were being bandied about the interweb.
1: I uh, ran on Wednesday, Wednesday, as soon as they opened the Williamsburg Bridge up again, I ran across it to just check out the city, and it was so fucking weird. Like, running around with all the—I mean, as Brad knows, like, all the lights are out, all the traffic lights are out, and you're just like— People were selling flashlights at little tables. Like mm-hmm. it really felt like you were in some weird apocalypse. The chuds were out.
2: <laughs> just I just a f- and don'ts. If anybody could get a little uh, knowledge, do fill the tub with water. That we would have had to leave our apartment if we hadn't been able to flush our fika down. Right, right. <clears throat> do stock up on drinking water. Right. Don't go to Whole Foods the day before. And get $400 worth of frozen foods and perishable items and pack your fridge with them. Because one week later, you will be throwing them all into the garbage.
0: Yeah, that experience. We had that. (laughs) We had that. I talked to Mike and uh, super producer Mike, who's now working over at NBC, so we'll never hear him again here. Um, uh, He he said they were at the shore that weekend. Because he goes to the shore all the time And they got Like they were sent away from the Jersey Shore Like leave Go somewhere else Um, uh, My experience was slightly different from everybody's In a very odd way And it's just a fun tale So the Saturday Before the storm We went out shopping And we'd stocked up on water And we were filling everything up with water in the house Filling up pots and pans and everything we are getting prepared And we live in uh, central Jersey so um, uh, that night, giving the girls a bath, and my wife is uh, drying off my daughter Kate, and she had a she had a zit on her top top of her left thigh, and she had one on the back of that thigh too, and the top one healed, and the bottom one just you know looked like a zit, you know. Right. And Trish was drying her off, and zit popped, and greenish pus came out.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: And she thought that uh, well, we have to take her to the doctor tomorrow. Yeah. That's weird. So Sunday, before the hurricane hits on Monday, I'm taking her to the uh, emergency hours of the pediatrician. And they say, oh, yeah, she's got this thing called cellulitis. You need to put this cream on. She has to go on an antibiotic right now. Uh, Okay. Um, No fun. So we get the antibiotic. And if it gets bigger, call us and bring her back in. So uh, take her home. And she's just miserable. She's just not feeling herself. And that Saturday was one of my niece's uh birthday parties so it was a halloween party and we had these awesome costumes they were monkeys i got a banana suit it's gonna be perfect (laughs) uh i couldn't go i had to stay home with kate um my wife took my daughter emily and said it was a lot of fun uh and she was just not herself sitting on the couch not feeling great so the next morning checking out her leg and i'm like this got bigger and it feels hard underneath and she's just like, what do we do? We're kind of freaking out. And she's not taking the antibiotics. She's oh. just spitting it out. Um, and she doesn't eat. She's very picky. Regardless, Emily will eat whatever you put in front of her. She's amazing. But Kate, just a little more assertive in her, her choices. So we called the pediatrician and they said, uh, we would say bring her back in, but we're closed because um, the apocalypse is coming down upon <laughs> <Right>. us. <laughs> So uh, if you watched all the Doppler maps right where we live, which just going to get nailed. Like we're going to be right in the middle of it. So they say, just take her to the ER. I'm like, well, crap. I don't want to take her to the ER.
2: Eve of the apocalypse.
0: So she's just miserable. And then I start getting her dressed to go outside and putting on her rain boots. And now she's excited. And she was really favoring her leg. Like she wasn't straightening it. It must really hurt her. But as soon as she put those rain boots on, she was ready. Like, let's go outside and play in the puddles. (laughs) So I take her to the emergency room. Uh, Trish is home with her twin sister, uh, my daughter's twin. My wife is also a twin. Figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're getting ready. We get to the emergency room and they check her right in, said it was really slow. And this physician's assistant, not a nurse, physician's assistant says, all right, we're going to stick an IV in her and put her on antibiotics. And I went, the hell you are? Not shoving an IV in, in my kid. You know, she's not even two. Uh, can we wait till the pediatrician gets here? You know? Uh pediatric uh, doctor comes down and says, Yeah, she's got she's got a really bad infection in her leg and Jesus. she needs to go on antibiotics and we need to put an IV in her. And I went, Can we wait until the attending physician comes in? Because I don't want to traumatize my kid. Because my brother I grew up living in hospital waiting room and I was doing everything possible to not, you know, shove a needle in my kid. Right. You know? Uh pediatrician comes in. And a uh, physician comes in and says, look, this is what needs to happen. You, you really need to do it. And I'm like, all right, let's just do it. Get it over with. So cut to me holding my kid down and uh, her screaming and them trying to, you know, jab a needle in <sighs> the hand and they're having problems getting the needle in. I'm like, well, this is just taking forever. This right, is awful. Right, right. And I had to tell the nurse, listen, I'm trying, I don't want to sound like, you know, proud dad, but you need more nurses. This kid is ungodly strong. Right. And they brought in one and they were like, Get, and they had to bring more people in to pound because <laughs> oh, she's fighting. I mean, she's born screaming and fighting like that. So in a way, I'm proud, but, you know, I'm, I'm, it's
2: agony. Not at this time. No. Not and, at and I, time. You know,
0: I have my phone. I have four hours of Elmo on my phone, so I'm trying to keep her distracted. Uh, they get the IV in, and then I'm sitting there with her. She's watching Elmo, and she stops caring about it. But, you know, you're looking at a kid with an IV. It's sad no matter what. Power goes out in the emergency room. Oh, my God. Generators kick on. Awesome. So then they say, well, we have to admit you, uh, we have to put you in a room and we have to take her up. So I'm, I'm, I'm texting my wife, you know, like, look, uh, we have to admit her. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God. And she's freaking out. And then I'm on the phone with her and she's crying. And, and, and of course, and she's nervous. And, uh, my wife also doesn't like thunder periods, So she's just nervous, nervous. Um, so they take us upstairs. First, they bring a wheelchair and I'm like, she's 19 months, get your head together. <laughs> I'm like, can I hold her? Like, no, she needs to go in the chair. What? Physician's assistant yelling me, these are the rules. And I'm like, no one's talking to you. They finally just raise up the arms on the, the stretcher because she's now attached to an IV. And they take us up to a room. We get upstairs, they put us in our room. Boom, generators go out. Generators are out. I'm now sitting with a flashlight that a nurse brought from home, watching Elmo oh my with my daughter for hours until they can get everything situated and they have to hook her up to the IV and get an antibiotics in her uh then the storm hits and we don't see it because they smartly just put the blinds down <laughs> on the giant window uh,
2: nothing here to see really <laughs> so, I don't know, so we don't know what's going
0: on uh power goes out uh Trish's phone dies all she has is the ipad so she's now, like, set up a Gmail account to email me oh my what's God. going on for the hurricane. And she's like, I'm really scared. I just heard a giant crack. I hope nothing hit our house. So, our house is separate. We have an older part of the house in addition that someone put on. So, she's in the older part of the house, which is smart, with uh, uh, sharing a bed with uh, my other daughter, pillows packed around her. Uh, Kate, you know, goes Wait, to Wait, did sl- they
2: go downstairs though? Uh,
0: no. Hmm. No, she stayed upstairs. Because our, our basement floods. Right. It floods normally. So but the all bedrooms are
2: on the second floor. Yeah,
0: but we all heard about, you know, how are my flood. records doing? You know what? When we got your text about the basement,
1: that was really funny. <laughs> I didn't re- I felt so bad because I didn't realize what's going on to your kids and all my vinyls in Stephen's basement. I'm like, dude, how's your basement? Blah, 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 He's like, at the hospital. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like such a dick. It was, I was worried about him too.
0: I was like, oh God, we just put all his records in the basement and a hurricane's coming. So this is diet number one. So the next morning, we get up. I don't hear from Trish. The nurse comes in. The IV bent, and and they had to change it. So I'm cut to me holding her down again. Oh God. Uh, and they and it took three other people, and they couldn't find a vein. They're like her veins are really bad. I'm like, well, she's a baby. You know, she's not a baby. She's a toddler now. But you know, it's hard. So she's screaming. Uh, I finally hear from Trish. Realize I have the car. She can't get to the hospital. So she had to call a neighbor to give us a ride here. You couldn't get to our house. Two trees fell and hit our neighbor's house next to our neighbor and crushed the back of their house. A tree went down in the middle of our street, wrapped around power lines. Yikes. Um, there were down trees everywhere. So there's a, we live by an elementary school. A tree had wrapped itself in power lines next to the elementary school. She had to walk to the elementary school to get in the car with our neighbor who lives literally, you know, across the way? And he went, "Wow, we didn't get hit at all. You guys, it's just like Beirut over here." She comes over to the hospital. She's freaking out. Emily's playing around with uh, with with Kate, who's uh, not doing well. The the infection's getting bigger, and and it, it's hard in certain areas and soft in others. And we're just trying to figure it out. And she has a hundred and two fever. So that so they're giving her the antibiotics. Oh, we hang out there all day. They have a playroom. And, you know, the saddest thing you'll see ever is a little kid with an IV in a playroom. Yeah. You know, in a little gown. Uh, So uh, Trish leaves, goes back home. It's freezing cold. Um, We're like, well, at least the food will be okay. (laughs) In the refrigerator. Uh, She goes to stay. My brother-in-law came to help her get home. And uh, I'm there at night with... Kate, again, and when you go, when you're in a in a pediatric ring in a, in a hospital, the babies are put in cages, and it's a crib, but it's high up, right. and the walls go straight up, so when you bring the walls up, the kid's in a cage, right? and she didn't care, but she mostly slept with me, like, in a, in a little pull-out couch they had. It's a really nice new hospital where we went. So we get there, and I get her to sleep, and this new night nurse comes on and says, I need you to come talk to me, and I went, okay, you know, let's check in before we start, you know, putting the antibiotics in, and she went, uh your daughter can't go in the playroom anymore. And I went, w- why not? She said, well, you know, cause she has an infection. I went, yeah, I know. That's why I brought her in. <sighs> and this being me. And, and she said, well, I, I don't know who brought you in the playroom to begin with, but, uh, uh, you're not supposed to go in there. And I said, well, I didn't even know there was a playroom nurse brought us in. She said, well, you know, you and your other daughter can't go in the playroom either. Cause you know, infections spread. And I went, there's a hospital. Like, I thought, I don't want to break any of your magic rules, but you know, we, we didn't know there's a playroom. Another nurse came in. Fine. Okay. Whatever. This nurse says to me again in the same breath, Oh, I had what your daughter had. I almost lost my leg.
2: So helpful. Thank and you.
0: I, and, and I said, and, and, and that's what I said. I went, Why, why would you say that? Jesus Christ. Like yeah. verbatim, like, why would you say that to me? Like my kids in there with this infection in her leg, they're trying to figure out what it is, if it's in the world of staff or this thing called MRSA, they're, they, they're not sure. Oh What's your God. problem? What a fucking asshole. So she's like, I don't want to scare it. And I went, What well, you did. Like, why would you do that? <sighs> and then I go into the room and this other nurse walks me and I say, can you, like, she scared the can shit out of keep me. keep her the, away from me. And I actually, I went up to her and I said, here's the thing. My wife's going to be here tomorrow. You are not to talk to her. Like, don't go Good anywhere near here. Don't say anything. So in the middle of the night, the nurse comes in, uh, the same nurse comes in to check. And she was just a little louder. When you change the IV, there's a lot of beeps and bloops, you know, and hospitals are great. You need to get your rest. We'll check on you every 20 minutes. Yeah. Now, this is a child. So I'm not sleeping. So she's coming in, you know, about, you know, every couple hours to change the, the, um, the IV. She comes in again and uh, she's just really loud and wakes Kate up and then leaves and comes back in again and I go, you really don't want her to sleep, do you? And then I look down at Kate's arm and I go, oh my God. And her arm, like the, the the hospital band they put on, was really tight. And it was tight to begin with. And now it was like gouged into her skin. And I'm like, what the hell happened to her arm? And she goes, oh my God, and runs out of the room and comes back in and starts ripping the IV out. I'm like, what the hell happened? The IV bent into her skin again and instead of the... Uh, Saline to go in and keep her fever down instead of going into her veins went into her arm and her arm inflated like the Stay Puff marshmallow, man. So, cut to me now. I'm just like, okay, you give me a doctor in here now. And she's like, well, this is why we check every 20 minutes. And I went, but you didn't. I've been in here. You didn't check every 20 minutes. I know you're a human being. So, this doctor comes in and sits down and Mind you, I've also started to develop a cold, so my voice was really raspy. And I'm sitting there holding my kid who's now collapsed on top of me with this fever. And I'm like, I I don't know what's going on, but let me tell you a story. And I start telling what this nurse had done. Oh, I also left out. The nurse decided in her wisdom to apologize to me by giving me printouts from the internet on how bad what my daughter had could do to her leg. Jesus Christ. Mind you, Trish knows none of this because I didn't want her to go on a murderous rage. Right, right. So um, so I'm freaking out. I'm telling the doctor, I'm like, I don't understand how you guys work, how you operate, what what goes on. But this is what this nurse said to me. I'm really concerned. I know she's possibly thinking she's coming from a place of goodness, but please (laughs) keep her out. (laughs) So the next morning, Trish comes in, we trade. And Trish has this whelp on her lip. I'm like, what the hell happened? She went, oh, Emily waxed me in the face with the mag light while we're in the dark. Hit her in the face with, with um, uh. the flashlight her lips all swollen. She's like, you're taking Emily home now. I'm staying with Kate. I'm like, all right, cool. So we go home. Uh, the place is freezing and cold. Uh, I'm hoping the cat's surviving. <laughs> uh, we have to go stay at a friend's house. And uh, we go uh, across uh, across the way, stay with them. They had power. Uh, she's decked. Two kids Emily was just a champ Hasn't been in her bed In a few nights We stay there We go back To the hospital The next day And uh, Trisha's lip Is really swollen And They Decide They said We have to We're gonna try the IV again She has to get These antibiotics So I'm like No No Can you just give it To her orally Can she just take a liquid and they're like Yeah but it doesn't Work as good And the infection's getting bigger And it was It was yeah. starting To wrap around her leg so cut to me again, having to go hold her down. And they said, we're going to, she's getting ready to go for a nap. We're going to get our special IV guy to come in and, uh, and put the IV in. And so I'm like, all right, cool. She's going to sleep now. So is there a way we can do it? Cause she's just going to get riled up anyway. Just do it before she naps and then let her sleep. Uh, yeah, no, we, we can't. We're waiting on this dude. And I see their break room and I see some guys sitting in there. I'm like, all right. So she, so they, their nap goes in for like an hour and then they go, it's time, we have to take her in. I'm like, well, she's sleeping. Yeah, but now we have to do it. So we go in and there's a guy in the room with this mask on and he's like, I'm sorry, I have this mask on, I have a cough and I went, Then why are you doing it? And I, I like, I'm, I'm kind of laid back. But, <laughs> um, so, so they bring in two of the nurses and they say, you know, we have to try this and she's just screaming, I'm holding her and I have, you know, Elmo on the phone when she's holding and she's super tough she's tougher than my wife which is saying a lot because I'm pretty sure Trish could take a bullet and just grunt uh, Kate would have a needle jammed in her arm and be watching Elmo and go oh look at this you know so the guy says uh, we're going to try and find a vein and the way they find a vein is they take an LED light and they put it underneath the kid's vein and they bend their hand over and since their wrists and ankles are so small you can see the light through Jesus. and that's how they find a vein so he starts bending her around and whatever and he said you know we should have done this early and I went you were the dude in the break room you were here i'm waiting on you and you're sitting over there having lunch i get that you have to eat but what the hell and now they've realized that i've like seen through what was going on so they're being all nervous and he won't go near her he's like not going to touch her and i'm like what i thought you were the ace thought you were the iv champ figure it out so they start you know jabbing in her arm again the arm that's not inflated right And I was like, can you try her leg? I I, I'll make, I I don't care if she can't walk. I'll hold her. We'll figure it out. It'll be frustrating. They start working around the ankle. They can't get the IV in. And I just take her back in and now I'm sobbing and Trish's like, what's going on? And I'm like, they, they can't do it. I don't know what we have to do. So, uh, they, uh, finally get an IV in later. Super awful. Got it in her wrist. Wrist is all bruised. Uh, spend the night there. Uh. And uh, we're getting ready to spend the night again. And I thought that, you know, Emily and I have to find go with our friends again. And the pediatrician says, look, we're having a lot of problems with the IV. She has to go to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, well, we have to transfer her there. I'm like, all right, well, let's go. Let's take her. No, we have to do it in an ambulance. We what? No, like, it's just, it's less paperwork. It's easier. And I'm like, yeah, but that's... That's crazy. You're going to put this kid in an ambulance? She's like, yeah, it's, it's a good group of guys. We're, we'll get her down there. So fast forward, Trish sitting in an ambulance with Kate in an iPad, one in a stretcher, in a stretcher for a giant. This little kid is now strapped in. And we take her in the stretcher down to the ambulance. And these guys couldn't remember where the damn ambulance was parked. So we're now weaving through this hospital trying to find stuff. And I'm just walking by going, I'm going to. Someone's gonna die for this. Like oh someone. My God. Can
2: you please tell me the name of this hospital so that I can just fucking kill myself if well, they ever try to admit me to it? Here's the thing: the, the, the doctors were
0: amazing, and it was this one nurse who was a nut job. Everyone else was great. It was actually really rad. Except that uh, sounds like they can't get an IV into a person. And it turns, and it's just really hard for a kid. And I'm freaking out. Yeah, but you're, if
1: you're a doctor, I get it. It's hard. That's why you go to medical school.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> right so here so lead it so here thanks for segueing in so
0: we go down to this amazing this this is the hospital trisha's now thrilled from philly this is the place people flying from all over the world to go to this hospital if your kid's having an issue and we're going there because they're going to put this special iv in her called a pick which is very invasive which is which is really heavy duty it goes from her hand basically into her heart you know it's a hardcore thing we, we learned about um uh, like I mean, it gets it to the heart. It doesn't yeah. go right into the heart. You know what I mean? So we're we're in an ambulance for an hour. I've got the laptop propped up. We're watching Elmo twenty four seven, twenty four seven. We're watching the same Elmo videos. We're losing our minds. <laughs> the girls are now like Elmo, 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 and that's the only thing that's calming them down. Um, so she's we go down. We get to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We meet my brother in law there. He's just awesome and and been helping us out. Uh, I. Uh, went to the wrong parking garage and now I'm at the opposite hospital. There's the two wings. so I'm running carrying all this crap Plus my kid, uh, they didn't want to give me an ID. I'm like, you don't understand <laughs> Like I need like Things are happening. Let me in, you know, of course, it's Philly. I'm not gonna mess with security in Philly <laughs> We get in we go into a room. We had had a private room inside the hospital now in a room uh sharing room with another poor little baby who had like a uh celiac disease or something and just awful so we get there and i'm like all right we're ready uh, get ready to sedate here you have to sedate before you do this pick." and we get in the room we're sharing this room and the doctor comes in and said all right so we're gonna bring in the IV team to do this and we're gonna find a vein i went Wait, what do you mean like we're gonna knock her out right no, we're going to get, we have a team. All they do is IVs. They're going to come in here and do this. And I'm like, that's not what we were told. Did you not talk to the doctor from before? Like, what's going on? Right. We're, we're going to get this special thing. Well, I don't know. We, ha- we have to have our team try first before we rule that out. And I'm like, but that we've, she's been poked like six times. God. And, and, and Trish just like, calm down, calm down. And I'm like, you got to take Emily out of here because I'm the one who has to hold her down to get this done. And my brother-in-law stays with me. And so they bring in this dude and i'm like are you are you the guy are you the are you the main man because are you gonna find this iv are you gonna find this vein And he's like well i mean yeah that's what i do and i'm like all right because i'm gonna fucking kill somebody <laughs> and so we're holding her down again and he starts hunting and nothing and i'm like and i'm leaning down i'm like i swear to god i'm gonna fucking murder somebody and that's what my brother is like calm down i <laughs> know you're upset you haven't slept you've had no power and mind you Trisha and I both are, are following up everything we're saying. I know how people have it so much worse. Like, we shouldn't be bitching, you know. But the infection is pretty bad, dude. The infections spreading on her leg. It's now wrapping around. And uh, the guy is fighting again. And he's like, look, I understand your frustration. You do have to calm down. You're sharing a room with someone. And the whole time he's telling me this, I'm holding Kate, who's screaming in my ear. So I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> to which my brother-in-law says... He's telling you, calm down, and to kick you out. I went, okay, that I got. Thank you. Okay, cool. So hold her down again. He gets a vein. And this was now the second time this happened. Something moved, blood shoots out, which is a pleasant thing to see coming out of your kid. So he's like, dude, I'm sorry. I botched that. And I went, you know what, dude? You botched it because I can't shut up because I'm so upset. I don't blame you. I blame me. And he went, no, nah, that's cool, man. I'm really sorry. So they leave. They're like, no IV. And then he comes back we are getting our good IV person to try again. Now I'm like, seriously, you're bringing in what now? So you weren't the guy? Who's your A-lister? What's happening? So she's now just collapsed on top of me. My other kid is running around. It's late at night. We don't have a place to stay. You know, we don't, there's no one in town that we can go stay with. Uh, My my sister-in-law literally, and this is, on Shrew shrew said, who just had a baby two weeks ago, you could stay with me, but I just had an infection. Like, no, we're not coming ah. anywhere over. We're not going anywhere near you. My father-in-law, he had just had a kidney infection. So I'm like, this is just ridiculous. So they got us, uh, Emily and I, a room at the hospital. They have like a place there for families to sleep over. And then they put us on the list for the Ronald McDonald house. I'm like, is this all really happening? Oh, we haven't even been home. And I'm thinking, there's a lot of frozen food in our refrigerator. <laughs> Our place is going to smell, and then critters are going to come in and eat my cat, and this is going to be awful. So then I'm taken into another room, and there's this there's this small girl, and I look at her, and I say, because I'm an asshole, where's your trophy? She's like, excuse me? I went, are... Are you the one? Are you the best person at IVs here? And she went, I'm good. I'm like, look, I don't need good. I don't need modesty. I need to know you're awesome. My kid has been poked so much. She's got bruises on her hands and her legs from IVs. I need to know you're amazing. And she said, if I don't see a vein, I won't do it. So bring him over. And I went, it's a girl. Good start. (laughs) Verbatim. I said it just like that. Oh my yes, god. Yes, I believe you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought terrible afterwards.
0: So I'm not holding her down again. <laughs> and they're doing the light thing, bending her wrists, holding this like crazy LED light. Nothing. They couldn't do it. So I'm thankful, but now I'm worried. If they can't get the antibiotics, they're just gonna do it orally. They bring in this oral antibiotic and I t- t- you know, it's called clindamycin. It smells like dog piss. And it's this giant it's this giant syringe. And you know, they have to take it like shoot it in the kid's mouth. At the other hospital, it was two cc's, and she took it fine. I'm like, well, how come yours is worse and theirs was okay? And they went, oh, that's really odd. So they called and found out. They mixed their own. They used this horrible dose here. So uh, I go upstairs, and, and I find this room. And Emily and I, you know, you walk in, it's basically a cell. It's like a bed and a lamp. And I'm here putting her to sleep, bed up against the wall, tiny, tiny room. Uh, great that they have it for people. Uh, Trish stays down in in this room with this baby who's going to cry all night. And also, it's one of those hospitals where your room faces the interior of the hospital. So it's like being in a hotel where your room is facing the lobby. There's just a light on all night. So she's not going to sleep. So the next morning, uh, Emily and I wake up and we walk out and the door slams behind us. And I realized they'd never given us a key. So all our shit's in the room and I'm standing out there in my (laughs) barefoot (laughs) You know, holding this kid in pajamas. And I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) ah, this is awesome. So I call security. They eventually send somebody up. And all she wants to do is run on the room. And kids are resilient and made of rubber. So she's, you know, tired, but trying to figure this out. Uh, Sidebar. We were supposed to be at my parents that weekend for my best friend from high school's 40th birthday. He was putting our high school band back together. We've been practicing for a year to do this. Well, they've been practicing. I've been practicing since September. Um, and I was supposed to be down there. And we were supposed to do this. Luckily, they're all dads and, and parents and things. So they're like, D- take care of your kid. We'll figure Lord. it out. Um, Call my parents who are going to drive up now. Because once we got in touch with Trish, they said they're going to do the surgery today. It's like, oh, thank God. They're going to drain her leg. Apparently, the way you deal with an infection is you have to just suck all the crap out, which, you know, you hear on doctor shows left and right. So Emily and I go down to the room and, you know, we see tons of perspective to show that we don't have it bad at all. When you see kids in this hospital and, you know, we go in the playroom and you see kids with IVs and things and like, Oh, uh, how's what's wrong. You don't say what's wrong. People, conversations come up and you hear, I don't know. They don't know. And you realize you should shut the hell up. So we go in and they say, we're going to do this procedure but to do the procedure, she has to get anesthetic. To get anesthetic, she has to have an IV. So I'm like, "Serious? Can you? Can we give her something to knock her unconscious before we put the IV in?" Yeah, we'll give her something. And it's just like this tall, like six foot, you know, you know, male nurse who's who could just tell that I've got crazy in my eyes, <laughs> and kept saying, "I just want to make sure I'm not misleading you, sir." And I'm like, "I appreciate it, man. It's okay." <laughs> He's like, we're going to give her this. It's going to knock her out. And before he gives the stuff, knock her out. These two old ladies come in and they're like, we're the IV team and we're going to put an IV in her now. And I'm like, but she hasn't had the knockout juice yet. I don't understand. We're just going to check her veins. I'm like, okay, now my kid is afraid of anybody she doesn't know. So anybody who comes in, she just starts screaming, no, no, no. And pointing and screaming. And and Kate has this crazy Kim Shattuck like scream that I'm really proud of, but (laughs) it's really loud and really grating. So these ladies come in and say, We've been doing this for 22 years. We'll, we'll get it in. We'll, we'll have, we'll, it'll be done. I went, so, so you're the guys. I've been waiting on you <laughs> for five days. They take her a little wrist, they pack them in lidocaine, and they wrap them in hot, cold packs. Uh, tall male nurse comes in, gives her this stuff. She drinks it. She'll be out in 20 minutes. She's not out, it's not working. She's not sedate. Nothing happened. It's supposed to be giggle juice where they're supposed to literally giggle and be fine. Ladies come back. Well, we got to get this IV in. Nothing. So again, holding her down with nurses. And these women, man, as a team, they said, she's really tough, but they got a damn IV in. My parents show up opposite of what they thought was going to happen. Their first visit with their grandchildren. They're now at a hospital with my brother <laughs> who lived in hospitals until he was 13. It's now he's freaking out. Um, but like, Um well, that was odd. Um God. He tried to he was trying to calm down Kate. Which was really cool. Um, so they show up and uh they're taking care of Emily and uh Trish and I take her down for this procedure, which is like really routine. You know, they're everyone's calming you down as a parent, you know. But they're very nice. They said we treat Every child the same. Doesn't matter if it's cancer. Doesn't matter if it's whatever. They treat them all the same. And uh, they put her in this room, and you sit with her. And you know they're all bandaged up. And she's just you know she's so tiny, wearing this gown and things. And uh, the anesthesiologist comes in. Oh, excuse me, a nurse comes in. Fucking IV bent again, again.
2: <laughs> how did you f- You haven't had any sleep. No, how many all
0: this IVs time? have
1: been at this point?
0: Now, now eight. and it's just you know it's just little kid stuff so they adjust it and she's writhing and uh the anesthesiologist comes in and said okay this is what's gonna happen uh and trish is just a wreck and trish is pretty unflappable and she got flapped you know so the anesthesiologist comes in and says we're gonna give her this this and this and i didn't realize that an anesthesiologist's job is to give you 10 vials of stuff just to knock you out um She's going to explain things. The surgeons come in. Uh, what we're going to do is what they've been doing for thousands of years. We're going to cut a slit in her leg. And we're going to drain all the crap out. Uh, I said, can I watch? <laughs> and they said, yeah, you can stay in. So anesthesiologist comes in. We're going to give her this to knock her out. It's going to calm her down. We're going to give her this to, uh, you know, soften the mucous membranes because they get really snotty. They get dry. So cut to Trish and I holding her down. And they give her the stuff to knock her out. Nothing she what starts freaking out fuck is this she starts made freaking of? out she's made of iron. what goes the reason they can't get IVs in is because there's iron in their veins, kid is tough as shit. I've never seen anything like it. Are you and sure I, it's not a Cylon? oh God, it might be with the red light underneath it might be
2: it might be, oh my God,
0: so she's freaking out, and they put the stuff in like oh now we're gonna put in the uh what to to lubricate the mucous membranes and i said really because the other one's supposed to calm her down and that's not working <laughs> and, and trish is like shut the hell up so um trish is sobbing i'm sitting there like can you guys just figure it out and then she finally goes to sleep which i heard was very unnerving i heard that the kid's eyes roll in the back of their head and they warned us they said her eyes are going to go cross-eyed and roll in the back of her head it's very rough she just finally Softly, put her put her uh, her eyelids together, blink. They call it. Close them, and uh, was out. Now the surgeon went. You two have to leave. <laughs> now they wouldn't let us be in there because of my insane sarcasm and just <laughs> sobbing. So we go out in the hallway and we just wait. And it wasn't long. And the doctor came out and said, "Do you want to see it?" I went, "Yeah." And he called, she holds out this napkin. Or handkerchief, rather. And it's just this blob of just blood and pus. But it was, like, it was huge. And the other surgeon went, that was a really big abscess for a little girl. Like, it was ridiculous. And you have to wait when you get these stupid infections that apparently are everywhere. Staff is everywhere. You have it on you now. You just don't know. And I'm like, I like to think I'm pretty clean, you know, washing the kids' hands all the time, taking care of things, putting stuff together. What can you do against it? And they're like, nothing. It just, it can happen very frustrating so uh they get everything drained out and now we're in quarantine we get our own room but nobody can go in uh family can go in but when doctors have to come in they have to put things on and uh she has to be stay on the iv which during the surgery popped out again Jesus i should point out Christ. so they had to redo that and the anesthesiologist says when she come, when she wakes up she's going to be really thirsty so you need to have water ready. So we get water ready. We're all we're all you know psyched and, and ready. And it took her a while because she hadn't napped. So we just sat there. We did, for like two hours. We just sat in the room and watched her just lie down and texting people saying she's okay. Kid wakes up and uh, she's you know collapsed on Trish and she opens her eyes and she just goes, "Cracker." I'm like, of course she wants salty crackers <laughs> and not water, like the anesthesiologist said what the hell <laughs> so we run and get her crackers and with, an, with now the IV in her hand and she can't close her hand she's got crackers <clears throat> in each hand and I have a photo of her with her hands gnarled <laughs> holding crackers just shoving them in her face not wanting water at all oh my god so then we go back up to our room and then we have like a couple of days I'm now staying in a hotel with Emily's bounced around again with my parents who now is just kind of freaked out because she's been separated from her sister and from us a lot uh And, uh, now she's, you know, now we're just in one room and it's fucking Elmo 24 seven again. (laughs) So we go stay in a hotel on that Saturday. This is now almost a week. So we're in a hotel in Philly, uh, staying with my parents, get up the next morning, uh, go back to the hospital and, uh, I forgot a very important detail before the surgery, before anything, before any of this, before like four IVs ago. I wake up in the hospital, and I go down to see Trish, and her lip looks like crap. I'm like, what the hell? And she went, I have to go to the emergency room.
2: Oh, my God. And I
0: went, why? Whatever was in Kate got into Trish's lip, and her lip inflated and got infected like Kate's leg. So she had to go to the ER and be put on antibiotics while we're there at the hospital.
2: Did you have to hold her down? Yeah, yeah. We
0: had to, like, strap Trish to a wall. (laughs) Also, I had been coughing up green stuff the whole time oh. I was there, so I now I'm on antibiotics. <laughs> Emily, who's apparently made of the same iron in her immune system as Kate is in her veins, has nothing, and she's just running around in a hospital like picking things up off the floor. Oh my god! So she's fine. So we're all on antibiotics. Uh, we can't go home. We still don't have power. My parents, God bless them, drive up to my house and empty out everything and like rake the yard. And, like, the cat is now losing her mind because uh, my cat's on Prozac for anxiety issues. So she's been off her meds all week living in a freezing hole.
2: <laughs> it's good for her. Oh,
0: God. No, it's not because now she's real, She's like, litter box? What's that? Carpet. <laughs> That's where I'm going to go now. So they empty out everything. They're just saints. And uh, they come back and we're discharged from the hospital. So we can't go anywhere. We go and stay with Trisha's parents. Uh... They set up a room for us, put the girls in cribs. Next morning, Trish wakes up, meaning I wake up. She's like, I haven't slept. It looks like someone had hit her in the face with a bat. Or and a her, flashlight. Or a flashlight. <laughs> <sighs> and her lip is now, it's ridiculous. She has to go back to the fucking emergency room. It has the same thing Kate had, but they don't have to put... IV- and, they, and they said, given your situation, what you've just told us, the story, I've been relating to you for the past 40 minutes... We would admit you right now and shove an IV in you, but we're going to give you oral antibiotics. <laughs> go home
2: to your family.
0: We stay again with uh, the so grandparents. She didn't have to
2: have it drained. Or anything? She
0: didn't have to have it drained. Um, and uh, they said, "Look, it's just going to drain on its own, and it's going to go down. Don't try and pop it, because when you pop it, it sends the infection back in." Okay. Which again is is arguing perspectives. Certain doctors said, "Pop the zit." Other doctors like, "Don't pop the zit." Certain doctors, oral antibiotic works the same as an IV. No, an IV is better. It depends on who you would talk to, which is incredibly frustrating when your child is being stabbed several times. So the next day was Monday. I get a text from a neighbor. Dude, your power's on. Ours isn't, but yours is on. So we get to go home and put her in. She's been been going to the doctor every day since. They don't waive the copay. Isn't that great? (laughs) Didn't know that. And yesterday was Kate's last hospital visit. Her leg looks awesome. Uh, Kate, uh, Trish went back to work. She had to be out of work again for a week because uh, they frown on you coming in with staff. They don't. They're not into that. <laughs> and it's in the neighborhood of staff. But it's just like, and there's nothing you can do. You can't hazmat your house. It right. just kind of happens. And and that and through it all, like uh, I missed the hurricane. <sighs>
2: I mentioned that our cell phones didn't work too, right? When we were like, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, you talked about the party. <laughs> it's <garden>. really tough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Did I tell you, dude, I tried to order Chinese food. This place was closed, so then I had to get Thai I'm trying food. to think
2: of like how many flights. I walked up 15. How many flights would I fucking walk up to? I would just walk upstairs all day to avoid what happened to you. <laughs> I would just, for, for 24 hours, I would walk upstairs. My God. It's yeah, so awful.
1: That's insane. <laughs> And then,
2: and then, I mean, and I know how you you must have been in your head because, like, you weren't sleeping at all, dude. And that's, like, it's, like, it's such, it's, you're, like, you're literally living in a nightmare.
0: Oh, it was insane. And then you gained the greatest perspective. I, I was taking Emily out of the, the, you know, the quarantine room to go in the playroom and hang out. And there's this mom with her little girl. And we're just chatting. And, uh, uh. Her kid was, had a little little, tiny 13 month old with a, you know, IV in the little gown, which is just heart wrenching. And, uh, Emily's playing, running around, uh, crayons and such. And, uh, the kid was, the little girl was playing with a a thing of earplugs. And I went, that's an odd toy, you know, a little plastic jar full of earplugs. And the mom went, I'm in a room with a newborn these are for me. And I went, oh, God, where's, where's your room? And she's like, we're over on the other wing. There's just a crappy playroom over there. So we came over here today. And I went, well, my kid's getting discharged today. Uh, my, the, this one's sister. And we have our own room. I don't know how it works, but maybe you could ask for it or something because you, you can't. That's yeah. awful. And she said, oh, yeah, we're in the other wing. But wow, you're getting discharged today. And just this look on her face. And I was like, I, shit, I feel like a dick. But, you know, I said, yeah, they, they, and I, I flipped it to, yeah, they figured it out. Like, this is the place, you know? Right. And she, you know, had this infection in her leg and she got it. And she went, yeah, they don't know what's wrong with my kid.
2: Oh my God.
0: And I said, well, what do you mean? And she went, well, she's, there's like four doctors that handle what she does. It's a, like a glucose um, blood thing. And I went, wow, where are you, where are you from around here? I'm from Utah. Ugh. Wow. Well, how did, so you got recommended to come here? How'd you get here? And she went, we got Medi in. I'm going to be here for a month. Oh my gosh. I have two other kids and my husband, you know, works and she's like, my daughter was just, you know, passing out all the time and I kept taking her to doctors and they didn't know. And I said, which doctor recommended you come here? And she said, one of the pediatricians. And I went, well, they're awesome. <laughs> I love doctors who say, I can't figure this out. This is where you need to go. And she said, yeah. And I'm just, uh, you know, trying to put whatever spin I can on anything, talking to this woman who's so nice and kind. And she said, I'll I'll remember this forever. I was a bored stay-at-home mom. I would give anything to be a bored (laughs) stay-at-home mom again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So when we were checking Kate out, I'm talking to this nurse going, so how do you pick the rooms? How can I get the room? How can I give it to someone She's like, oh, I don't know how that works. I'm like, because there's just, there's just one kid. She's really cute,
2: really <laughs> awesome.
0: And I just think, and Trisha's like, just shut up. <laughs> oh, God. Like, try your best. And we left and gave the finger. To
2: <laughs>
0: Every IV there. And everyone was awesome. Everyone's cool. But man, a children's hospital is the most That's- colorful, depressing place you'll ever see in your life. Crazy. Crazy stuff. So today's guest was staff. and um, a (laughs) nor'easter and and a hurricane that decided to bat. But climate change isn't real.
2: Yeah, I think uh, we might have to rethink that statement no matter how retarded you are. Did so, I say that uh, that the cell phone, my cell phone service was down? Yeah, you said that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Did I say my internet was down for two hours? Yeah. Two hours? Because I couldn't use Wi-Fi, so two I had to connect through
1: the phone line, which is like slower, and I was trying to download this movie. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, when everybody was checking on us and we finally got back in touch, I, I mean, I just, I said, you know, it was, we hadn't, I, I, at that point, you know, the funny thing was is that we hadn't had any news or anything, so we didn't know how bad things were, like mm-hmm. out in the Rockaways and Jersey. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, cousins and people are trying to... And I just said, you know what? We we had a, we camped out for four days. Like, this is nothing. This gave us perspective.
0: Didn't you say Barrett really liked the, the candles? She
2: asked for the candles the last night after the power came back on. She wanted to eat by candlelight. <laughs> so, yeah. It was really nothing compared to what, uh, you know.
0: Our neighbors who lost half of their house kept coming over and asking how Kate was doing. Like, wow. their, their home is... Crushed. They're like, is she okay? Is she fine? I'm like, man, thank you.
2: Yeah, I had a friend who watched her loft burn completely. And it had, she's a photographer and she had all her stuff in there. And at the time she had just gotten out with her six-month-old and was like holding the baby, looking at it, going like, whatever. Yeah. Like, she said, if I hadn't had this baby, if I was still like, you know, not a mother, I would have been... Wreck. Yeah. But she's like, I didn't even care. I was just happy to be standing on the sidewalk with my kid.
0: Yeah. Which
2: is the perspective,
0: you know, that we had. Looking <clears> back, <throat> of course, you get irate and you get frustrated. And she got an infection. And the goal is to keep it from the bloodstream. That's the goal. And the goal is to get it to a point to be drained. And, you know, one pediatrician at, at one of the hospitals in Jersey he smartly said, get her in the tub, you know, get her, like, 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 let her soak. You know That will help. And so we kept giving her baths and I really think that helped. But so many people during Sandy lost so much and are still without power.
2: Right.
0: And you know there was uh, the website Boing Boing that I love, probably my favorite website. They were on Twitter and they were posting police scanner reports and firefighter scanners. And they said, if you really want to know how bad it is, listen to this. And... There were dispatchers saying, I don't know when we're going to get to you. I got to be honest. I don't know when. And the most common phrase was, we can't get to it. It's underwater.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. It's just
0: nuts. Yeah. Nuts to me. There
2: is one God and she's angry.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) There's a reason it's
0: called Mother Nature. (laughs) Mother Nature, every once in a while, likes to go... I know i know. I forced the issue by growing grass through <laughs> asphalt just to show you how
2: strong I am. But I'm kind of pissed. Yeah. She doesn't care about your worship, but she doesn't like it when you fuck with her. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are worshiping
0: a lot <laughs> of stuff you don't you're have
2: making to, up and you don't reading in books. But let me show you what happens. <laughs> you don't have to pray to her, but just don't toxify her. Yeah, exactly. Motherfuckers. That, that's,
0: that's what kills me is you can't. Industrial Revolution started in the 19th century, right? Late 19th century in England. So you can't have a hundred years, over a hundred years of gas going in the air (laughs) that we don't know what it does. They didn't know then. They're only figuring it out now without expecting some kind of change. You know, and there's the George Carlin joke. We didn't kill the dinosaurs. Something else did. Yeah, it's true. And there's been heat waves and, and, and cold fronts and things for years, but- Something's going on.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like there's a lot of interesting theories like Joe Rogan has that, like, humans, if you looked at the earth, like, we're basically like a bacteria. Like, we are destroying this thing, like, spreading, (laughs) ruining it, taking it over. And, like, maybe that's like we're here to either figure out how to, like, work or just to destroy everything. Like, we are the fucking bacteria Mm -hmm. that is just going to destroy this rock in space. I'd like
0: to hope that we're the acidophilus, the good bacteria (laughs) that helps out. They keep things away instead of, you know.
2: Well, there's a, great, there's a great quote, and I don't know who said it, but it's basically in reference to, you know, uh, you know, everybody being freaked out you know, about destroying the planet. And this, this quote, the guy is saying basically, he goes, don't worry about the earth. The earth doesn't, the, you're not hurting the earth. One of these days, she's going to shake you off like a bad cold.
1: Oh, totally. And she'll
2: still be here, and everything's going to grow back. In a million years. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't so know like, though.
1: I feel like with like the nuclear testing and all this shit, like I feel like we could fuck up the planet to a point where it's just well, yeah, we've
2: fucking with our the technology. On all the needs and, but like, even that, I mean, that's you know, fallout eventually does dissipate, and you know, it's just our own egos. It's just that we'll be gone,
0: right? You know, it's like that, that's the key. It's egos that we think. That we're making any kind of difference right. in something—it's—it's it's that sounds like a very pro-pollution statement. <laughs> so everyone litter, right? Right. But that, I mean, that, I've never been in a disaster area, and Jersey was right. made
1: a disaster. I don't know. Was New York? Forgive me if I don't. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of the areas by the water. I was. I love how people
0: and. You know when I, we're asking our neighbors, like you know, everyone's asking if we need help, if we need help. But I love reading about so many people running food up flights of stairs. Yeah, in New York, it's awesome. Not to you though, Brad.
2: <laughs> I, you know, I we had we had I, I, I at one point, ugh, so like fifteen. Of,
1: suck it up.
2: We we our neighbors, um, who I don't haven't got along with since we moved in. But do they um, burn a
1: lot of incense? They do burn a lot of incense. I actually started burning. They incense. actually <laughs> smoke a lot of
2: weed. Is what they do. I've which, never that, done that doesn't bother me on its own, but we just for other reasons. But get a vaporizer, guys. So like wh- <laughs> Thursday or Friday, we were leaving, and they were they were at the door, and and I'm like, so you're gonna make the break for it? And He's like, yeah, I think we gotta go. I just uh, didn't want to go down these stairs, you know. Like and he says, but we get the you know we got a car, we're gonna get out of here. And I go, my wife goes what about your mom? Because their mother lives in one of these buildings and and he goes, oh yeah, we got to go check on her. I haven't heard from her. Like this is like four days. He hasn't heard from his mom who's like, his mom's got to be in her 80s, right? And, uh, and he goes I going to have to hire somebody to go check on her like I can't get up those stairs I just had minor surgery right and half baked is on in a half hour yeah. <laughs> like so we're like leaving. Gotta and I get get down- these Cheech and <laughs> draw DVDs in the car I, I get down two flights of stairs and this kind of like sinks in that this guy hasn't checked on his 80 year old mom and like and I'm like and I start to hand the I go I gotta go back i gotta I gotta go ask him where his mom I gotta go check on his mom you know like I uh, he may not and she, he goes my, my wife goes you know they've been partying for the last three days like because they 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 get the deliveries from with the other neighbor down the down the hall they get weed deliveries and they yeah. for I'm those like, of you who don't live in the new york metropolitan <laughs> area this is an incredible business that
0: everyone knows about I'm but like, nobody talks about I'm like
2: they've been smoking weed for the last three days while his mom is like on the 15th floor some somewhere and she's like yeah i'm like oh, fuck it I just <laughs> marched down the stairs. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I guess that may be the wrong perspective. She's still going to be... But she was fine, so...
0: Uh, I, you had a good thought and a good inkling. I just... And
2: then judged appropriately. Fuck him. <laughs> the funny thing was, is I was like, I don't know why, you know, I was fucking... I mean, it was. I wasn't going to go check on his mom for him anyway, so... No. It really wasn't an excuse that they'd been partying for three days for womp me not womp. to go, but it kind of just made me go, well... Mm-hmm.
0: When the trees hit hit our neighbor's house, uh, I was, of course, in the hospital, but Trish said that two of our other neighbors, who have always bothered me because they've cut down so many trees in their yard that they didn't need to do, and I think it looks like shit. Yeah, I hate that. These two guys were the ones with chainsaws, and they bolted over, and they cut apart this tree that was in their house. They climbed up on the roof, cut it apart. They went out, and they bought tarps, and
1: And they tarped and
0: covered the roof. These two guys, I'm like... now I got to like you And nice to you You have ruined the look of our neighborhood <laughs> Cut down these trees Because you know they were sitting there going Should have cut down those trees
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure just cut them all down right
0: Yeah and cut run them up, to the mill Cut
2: down all the trees and give everybody a gun And we'll be okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> But if you don't have the trees What are you going to shoot the bullets into Oh wait That's how it works so, so there you call go. It's
2: the darkest podcast yeah. ever. Oh my god! No, it's got a very happy ending. It, it does have a happy,
0: happy ending. Little, little girl is fine and it got a lot of perspective. And Children's Hospital of Philadelphia was great. Um, I may or may not have issues with what's called the best IV team
2: in the world. I mean, it that really, just made... you really can't make fun of people like who were you know a hundred years ago bleeding each other to cure. You know, when you hear stories like this, it's like so we really haven't come that far. Nope. You know, That's it's all they like, did was it's they bled her. still bletter. very primitive. And,
0: and the way they, and, and to have it heal, uh, they, it's an open wound. She's have, it's still there. She's got right. an open wound on her leg, it's, and it heals from the bottom up. It literally, right. They said it was going to go muscle, then what sinew, and then just the layers of epidermis all the way up to get it out. And it's, they're like, it's still going to drain, still going to do things. It just stopped draining two days ago. Uh, so she's fine and running around and back to her fun Silly, ornery self, taking things from her sister. It's like this this morning, her little sister went up to her and said, You know, it's like, hey, you want a ball? And she goes, No, and slaps it out of her hand. I'm like, You just go. Oh, uh, uh, I'm leaving to do a podcast and talk about you. <laughs> so there you go. Going off track. Going off track. <laughs> Going off track, survive Sandy. <laughs> what are your stories? Tell us on Facebook. Yeah, if you have a comment, hit us up on Facebook, please. Because uh, we don't have comments on our website.
1: because <laughs> We don't believe in comment sections. No,
0: we don't want a comment section. It's the basest. It's the lowers humanity. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It really does. But on Facebook, please, if you uh, want to say something, let us know. Follow us on Twitter at going off track. It would be glorious. And yeah. Lots of stuff going on. We'll Well, see
1: you guys next week, actual guest.